morning, everybody. Come on up, Ashley. I am the pastor here. My name is David McMinn, and I am so glad that you have chosen to worship with us. I did want to say, I think the meeting, we'll just go ahead and say it's going to be at the table, the big kitchen table that's on the left side in the living room. So if you want to talk about the float, start there. What a, what a wonderful song. What a wonderful way to continue our worship. Just this idea that we are set free by God. One of the things that I truly believe in the deepest part of who I am is that each and every one of you have gifts and have things that you're called to do. And we're going to experience that this morning. Ashley is going to preach that this is her first time to share a word. Uh, uh, Yes, amen. It's not easy to do. It's not, I promise. Um, And so we're going to pray for her. But I just want you to know, uh, and Ashley, of course, helps out with our adult spiritual formation. She's on staff here. I just want you to know that God has things for you too. God has amazing ways for you to step out in faith, just like Ashley is doing today. So be open to the movement of the spirit of how God is calling you to step up and and just watch out because God is gonna do something amazing in your life. Let us pray. Almighty God, we are here and gathered in your name to worship you in spirit and in truth. And we are so thankful. We're so thankful that we're in a place where we can gather to worship you. We're so thankful, God, that you have poured your your Holy Spirit into our lives, that you have worked many amazing things. We are thankful for the blessings that you have given in our lives. And yet, God, we know that there are times and there's difficulties and pain and suffering and moments when we don't even want to get out of bed, and yet we know you are with us because you're with us on the mountains and you're with us in the valleys. Thank you so much, God. God, we pray over Ashley this morning. May you just fill her full of the power of your Holy Spirit so that your word may live in us. Open our hearts and our minds to the message that you'd have for us. And now we pray the prayer that your son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. (laughs) I am very excited to be speaking to you today about staying in love with God. When David gave me some options on different things to talk about with you. This one literally jumped off the page at me. (laughs) My walk with Christ over the years has been interesting at best. (laughs) I have gone from those mountain high experiences where I thought would sustain themselves by absolutely no nurturing whatsoever, um, to then the darkest of dark times where I literally thought I could not turn towards God out of so much shame and guilt. Um, over the, about four years ago, um, I came to Rockbridge. And it was the first time in my life that I actually experienced the true meaning of grace, forgiveness, and just the true meaning of what that all meant to me. And... I was able to nurture a relationship with Jesus Christ that changed my entire life. So I'm very grateful for this church. But I actually was then able to understand who God was. 
And for all my Star Wars fans out there, I honestly used to think that God was in the galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I had no idea what, what he was like. And now, through nurturing a relationship with Jesus Christ, I am able to understand who my Heavenly Father actually is. This past summer, um, 2008, first of all, 2008 has been a very challenging year for me. It has been by far the best year for me ever, hands down, in my entire life. Um, being able to stand up here right now today, uh, five weeks out of back surgery, and tell you that it's been the best year of my life, that's probably kind of shocking to some, but it actually has. It has been challenging, emotional, it has been full of joy, it's been absolutely exhausting, but hands down, it has been the most God-loving year that I have ever experienced in my life. And this past summer, I was sitting one morning, and I was doing my devotions, and my daughter Julia came out, and we were just sitting there talking and chatting a little bit, and I read her part of my devotion, and she looked at me, and she said, Mom, wait just a second, and I'm said, what? And she said, I just have to tell you what a change I've seen in you over the last couple of years. And I said, okay, well, what do you mean? And she said, I've never seen you so on fire and in love with God. And this is coming from my 14-year-old daughter, so I was like, oh. <laughs> and I literally just looked at her, and I was like, wow, yes, I'm, yes. And if I could at that moment have just reached up into heaven and like fist pumped God, I would have been like, yes, that's all, it was so awesome. So that is how I've been feeling over the past four years. And it's taken some time. But today I ask you, do you have that fire in your belly and that passion in your heart of being in love with God? Do you get that same feeling that you do when you see that latest release on Netflix? <laughs> or when you realize that it's Wednesday and your favorite TV show is recorded and you're rushing home from work to be able to pour that glass of wine and say, oh, I get to watch my favorite TV shows. Do you have that passion? So we all have relationships. Oh, so, so John Wesley, the founder of Methodist Movement, states that living in the presence of and in harmony with the living God who is made known in Jesus Christ and companions us in the Holy Spirit is to live life from the inside out. Let's read that again. Is to live life from the inside out. So we must experience the transformation of loving and knowing God through Christ from the depths of ourselves. And once we do that, we need to lead a lifestyle of knowing and experience our love for our Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ. Now, we all have relationships in our lives, right? Whether it be our spouses, our kids, our siblings, parents, we all have relationships. And do they take work? Yeah. <laughs> Double hands. Yes, they take work. So how would it feel if our spouses never communicated with us? Or how would it feel if we never talked to our children? Okay, now, I'm a mom. So I get it that some days hearing the word mom one more time might not be such a bad thing. But seriously, they take work and they take communication. So how could we believe for a second that the person who created us and designed us 
and knows every single thing about us doesn't deserve our time. So we're going to turn to Scripture today, and we're going to look at Titus 3, 3 through 8. If you don't have a Bible, we have Bibles in the back, so please go help yourself. But let's look and see what our Scripture says. At one time, we, were too fo- we too were foolish, disobedient, deceived, and enslaved by all kinds of passions and pleasures. We lived in malice and envy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of our God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things that we did, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, and whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Okay, so that's a lot of scripture there. (laughs) So we're going to take a little bit of it apart, okay? Um, But knowing that this is a trustworthy saying, it says it right there in the scripture, So within these scriptures, we see the contrast between former believers and the new believers. The former, people who, before they became believers, were completely absent of affection. They were hated, and they were hating each other. Then we see that God came and bestowed kindness and goodness upon them. Now, What we want to notice here, as being kind and good, those are human characteristics. That's not a mistake that God bestowed human characteristics onto us. God used those human characteristics to teach us how to treat each other, being kind and good. God is kind and good. Also in the scripture, it shows that God our Father saved us and he renewed us by the Holy Spirit. And when we live with the hope of eternal life and we are transformed by these truths, our hearts should and will long to devote time to get to know God. We will want to know more about our Heavenly Father. So how do we do this as a body of Christ? How do we practice staying in love with God? We need to find our wisdom, strength, and courage. We need to spend time learning through Jesus Christ more about our Heavenly Father so that we can hear the whispers of hope that God is sharing with us. Now, would I hope that God's voice would just come down in some booming James Earl Jones' voice and talk to me? Yes. Don't we all wish for that? But that's not how it always happens. For some, yes, maybe, and that's wonderful. But we have to be still and be quiet so that we can learn how to hear God speak to us through Jesus Christ. And this is also how we will then be able to trust God more, love God more, feel God's love for us, and then be able to experience 
that nurturing of God's love. So, we're not a bunch of robots, right? So, we're going to also be able to experience God's, God's love and build that relationship with him in our own unique, special ways because we don't all just move around the same. But there are four essential ways that we should be practicing our relationship and staying in love with God. There's four essential tools. It's prayer, scripture, community, and doing good. So the first one, prayer. You need to be spending daily time in prayer. This is how we communicate. This is how you communicate with other people by talking to them. So this is how you communicate with God. And this is how we break down the walls. When you pray, give thanks, ask for your needs, and ask for forgiveness. It sounds so simple. But no matter what kind of a day you've had, whether it's been fantastic or if it's been really, really bad, taking the time to just pause, reflect, and spend time waiting to hear from God, this is what is going to connect you with him. Because any time, good or bad day, when you take time just to pause, you can find something to be grateful for. Reflection upon and study of scripture. Get to, go, get to know God through, your teaching, through his teachings and grow deeper with his word. This is how he can communicate with you. I don't know about you, but so many times if I'm just kind of lost and I don't know, I want to hear from him, I can sometimes just pick up my Bible and just open it and, wow, he can tell me something through a verse. So do that. One thing that I've started to do too at the house is print out scriptures and really unique sayings and just post them up around the house a little bit. And I've noticed... I think, honestly, a lot of this has to do with youth, and thank you, Josh, for doing this, but they play these games where they have to search in the Bible to find scripture. Well, my Bible will be sitting out, and the kids will be like, yell out a verse, yell out a book of the Bible, and then Jack will run to chase and look it up as fast as he can. And it's teaching them scripture, and it's teaching them to look at things in the Bible, which is fantastic. But these are some fun things to do around the house, just to kind of just bring scripture out to learn God's word, because that's how he wants to communicate with you. Regular participation in the life of a Christian community, including weekly worship, Lord's Supper, which we do here at Rockbridge every week, life groups, having accountability partners. You guys, Sunday is not the only day for God. I always think of Aladdin and how the genie, and he puts him in a little box. That's not where God's supposed to be kept. God should be in your everyday. So important. Life group changed me. When I joined Rockbridge and I found a life group and the women that are there, they changed my life. And I thank God for them every single day. I would not have the guts to be standing up here today if it wasn't for them, and of course David, but the encouragement that they gave me to experience Christ the way that I experience him today and the relationship that I have with God. They've encouraged me to love Christ more, to love my children more, and just step out on faith. 
you must have a community to be. God is not meant to love alone. He's not. Being a believer in Christ is not something that you can do and sustain by yourself. I've tried that before. It doesn't work. You need to have fellowship of believers around you. They keep encouraging you. And last but not least, doing acts of good and mercy. So I know that Joy mentioned it this morning, but Be the Church Sunday is one that we do here at Rockbridge. So if you're planning on showing up tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, next Sunday here, don't. The tours won't be open. Um, But this is something that we do here, and it's a wonderful thing, and it helps us with our community. And we close the church doors, and we go out, and we serve. And that is part of the four things that we should be doing to stay in love with God. It is essential step on how we show our devotion to God. God loves us. So in turn, to show how much we love God is to love our neighbors. It is truly impossible to stay in love with God and not desire to see God's goodness and grace shared with the world. It's truly impossible. If you love God, change the world. Psalms 104.4 says, Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his presence continually. Holy living will not be discovered, achieved, continued, and sustained without staying in love with God. God is love, and I will say it, God loves you more than you could ever ask or imagine. Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me? And Peter said yes. So I ask you, church, today, do you love Jesus? Do you love his Father? And do your actions match your words? In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.